This is Tony Markley. I'm president of the Cream Leg Bar Club. We're now going to engage in a roundtable discussion of the online show. The online show was intended to give folks a chance to show the birds the results of their breeding progress and for everyone to become better acquainted with the positive and less positive traits of these birds in terms of what to work for and also to help the club build up a better base of support for future shows when it comes time for APA approval. Uh, these shows have been quite insightful for us in terms of both helping us understand people's perspectives out there as well as misunderstanding about the leg bar breed in terms of what is cream, what is golden corral, and so forth. So with that, I would like to turn it over to some of our other members uh, for further discussion. But this was the intent of the shows. We've had a great time with them. We've enjoyed uh, working with everyone to show their birds. And it has been a labor of love to try and figure out who were the best birds that were submitted each year. It seems the competition has gotten harder each year, and making decisions on the best bird has gotten harder. So I think that speaks well of how folks are doing in terms of improving the breed and the birds that they have. So with that, would someone else like to uh, offer their view? Yes, yeah, Sherilyn, uh, this is Sarah. Would you mind talking a little bit about um, tips that you have for photographing birds? Let's see. This is Myron. For me? This is Myron. Yeah. I've been the, the guy kind of in charge of the judging for the last couple of years. I think what we need for photos what really helps people if we get pictures without other birds in the background because it becomes really difficult when we're looking for fine detail and you've got two cream bars or gold creoles or whites right next to each other you can't really see those lines well so try and make the pictures of just one bird when you take it and we need a profile picture and then we need a head-on picture those are really important to us and try and get the bird standing if at all possible. And I know how hard that can be, but it makes it much easier for us if they're in a natural position instead of running or something from you. Because you know when you, they run, they drop their tail, they drop their head, and then we have to try and figure out, you know, what it looks like without that. So those are my suggestions. I don't know what Jane's got. Well, Ms. Sherilyn, so... Actually, um, because I take a lot of pictures of my birds and I post, I like photography and I'm learning it's as expensive as these silly chickens. So I needed to get good photos. Uh, hang on, let me turn my microwave off. So anyway, I got uh, my local feed store has some stag tie-outs. And I've gotten to where I can put the birds where I want them. That's the article I did for the last newsletter. I can put them against the background. They're isolated. I can position myself sitting on the ground with the sun behind me and in a good position. Now, some birds take to those tie-outs well. The leg bars are good, the males. Um, my ice bars love those things. They like being out. The, the pullets are a little different matter, so they need a little bit different work. But it's not too hard, and honestly, I'm starting to see in other breeds and other websites where people are starting to use those stag tie-outs. 
they are such an easy way to get one bird isolated and all you do is crawl around on the ground getting the best things for the shots. Hmm. Thanks, Sherilyn. That's very helpful. Um, Myron, as a judge, do you want to talk a little bit about what are the things that you're trying to look for in these pictures to kind of evaluate against the proposed SOPs? Well, I think Jane and I can address that together probably. We, we look for things, obvious things we look at are, are the crest, the size of the crest, is it covering the eyes, what the comb looks like. Uh, we look for the back angle. We look to see how full it is in the keel and the breast area. We look for the angle that the tail sets at. And, of course, we look for the color on the feet. And we have noticed that sometimes people will try some Photoshopping and stuff, it really can screw up the feet color when you do it. So be a little careful on that. But, you know, it's the main point that we have in our SLP that we're trying to find without being able to pick up the bird. Uh, Jane, you probably can add more to it. I'm not that great at the verbosal stuff. This is Jane. Thank you, Myron. Actually, you ticked off every box I had. So you, you covered everything. Um, and I guess just to – it might – be worth reiterating what everybody said, isolating the bird so it's just one bird in the photo, a side view, a front view. Um, Myron mentioned a standing bird. We had a number of birds that were crouched down, and then you can't tell if, if their proportions look good or if their wing angle is off. Um, so everything else that uh, Myron said uh, was important, and I think um, some people, if they're not exactly photoshopping, they're maybe they took a photo in a dim environment that wasn't well lit, and they're trying to enhance the lighting. Um, then we get a washed-out bird, so maybe the legs don't look as yellow as they should, or the barring isn't as distinct as it should be. So um, lighting is an additional, um, you know, just daylight is fine, but good daylighting is important. Thank you. Bright, bright overcast days are going to be your best. I, I apologize for using the word photoshopping. That wasn't really what I meant, and Jane covered it. It was just, you know, trying to brighten the picture so it shows better is all they're doing. No one's trying to cheat with a Photoshop. Yeah. Tony, um, I know you have done online shows many times, but you've also done face-to-face -face shows. Um, what are some tips that you might give somebody just in terms of showing birds? I mean, something similar to what Myron said about not running after the bird or making sure they're not crouched down. Any other prep things that you would think of in terms of prepping the chickens for the photos? I think you'd want to do everything you do for a, a real show, which includes, you know, bathing them a week in advance and little glycerin to make sure they've got the slime, the, the shine on them again and uh, making sure their feet are clean and the toenails are clipped. You know, just the stuff you do on a regular show, you're going to want to do for this because we treat it as much like a regular show as we can. This is Jane. Condition, as Myron mentioned, is important. Um, we've tried to provide a long submittal period so that people can photo their birds when they're in their best condition. Um, maybe you collect photos over a couple months and submit them all towards the end of the period. That's fine. Um, 
the uh, birds that are, you know, coming out of a molt aren't going to show as well, but if that's all you've got, you know, go ahead and give it a try. Um, but, you know, the tail feathers on the males really stand out and actually on the females too, um, if they're missing. We're looking at how smooth those tail feathers are, if they have what I've heard referred to as a nice hand, meaning the feathers are of good quality and kind of a, a nice shape to them. Um, clean feet goes a long ways, actually. Uh, clean beak, face, that type of thing. Thank you. Great. Um, does anyone want to respond to, I think a lot of times we have the questions about, or we get submittals that are probably actually golden creel instead of cream. Um, anyone want to speak to how you might identify that? Certainly we can't genetically identify that, but if there's other ways while we're looking at the birds. I'm hoping Alyssa can come in on that one. Uh, is she on the phone? She's online, but I'm not certain she's has vocal. Uh, this is Tony. I will add a comment on that. Um, one of the things you have to be aware of is the level of melanization in the bird. And that sometimes, with a, a little more heavily melanized bird, the colors are darker, more intense. And I noticed in some of my Reese Gen, uh, second gen leg bars, males, that they almost look like light golden crails or birds that were split for cream and gold. And they were just very heavily melanized. And so the, uh, the cream was darker than what you would have expected. So that would be the caution I would offer is sometimes if depending on the line of the leg bars involved and the level of melanization, it, it can affect what you think you're looking at. If with, with our new plan, as I understand it, Tony, you're going to be moving the birds if, if they come in and they're obviously wrong? Right. Okay. What has happened? Would I have? Go ahead, Byron. I was going to say the other thing for anybody that's in doubt. If you're in doubt whether you have a cream or a creole, I'm almost going to, especially on your cocks and cockerels. I'm going to bet you probably have a creole. Well, what I have done in the past when someone has submitted something to me was very, very obviously in the wrong category. I would send them a private message and let them know that based on my view of them, this looked like this, and that I was going to move them to another category and, and give them an opportunity to provide comment depending on time frame involved. If it was at the very end of the show period, then there's only so much time to really mess around with that. But I do try and make sure they're in the right category based on what people have submitted. Um, we're much, much better now than we were with our first show because in our first show, we had 40, about a 40% error rate of people submitting birds as cream, which were really golden krell. And that was both mostly males, but also females as well. 
but we've improved significantly since then. Uh, I think you guys ran into a few more problems this last time around, but I suspect looking at some of those birds, the level of melanization may have been an, an issue for you as well. We had some problems, but we, we judged them in the class they were in. That yeah. uh, did not move anybody. Uh, it, but this isn't a problem just for us. Even uh, when we did our show here in Minnesota, uh, the bird that ended up being best of breed was actually a cream creole when we were showing the uh, uh, the, the creams, you know, as a cream division. The judge mm -hmm. himself had screwed up on it, but, you know, it's not worth arguing the judge with it over it. No, no. Can you get the melanization in both the cream and the krill where you're getting the darker birds and the, the tipping of the feathers? I think you can, but it's it's more obvious in the cream variety. At least that's been my experience. This is I mean, Jane. I Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I have had particularly that, that second-gen Reese line, they were literally all over the map on melanization. I had mm. some that were washed out light, and I had some that were almost black. They were so heavily melanized. And they were all, quote, unquote, pure Reese gen, generation two. Huh. So, now, this the males were greatly improved in the second generation in terms of their wing carriage and their colors and so forth like that. They weren't as white, white cream as we had seen earlier, or, or the gray, white, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there was a hint of a little more butter cream to them than the first Reese Gen. But the melanization accentuated that significantly. This is, this is Jane. Regarding um, some of those comments, um, I have birds sourced from a wide variety, and I don't have any Reese line. And I have seen melanization. I also have more sometimes more of a white cream or a buttery cream. And it's all very distinctly different than what's happening with the golden creels. Um, if you had two hens or pullets side by side, something you might look for, does the body have more of a brown color to it or more of a gray color to it? And I'm not talking light gray, just kind of a taupey gray versus more of a, a golden brown. And so... If it's golden brown in a hen or pullet, it's definitely, it's more likely to be a golden creel. If it has a lot of um, autosomal red going on with it, it, it can, um, and that might be incorrect if that's more of a male trait, but uh, it can color it, but usually that occurs more in the hackles, um, not really through the body. Uh, so if it has a nice kind of light um, hackle and it moves down into a similar, similarly colored sort of taupe body, that's a pretty good marker for um, the cream leg bars in the females. The males, the gold, I think what the golden creel really stands out as being more colorful. Just if you put it side, a couple males side by side, the more colorful they are, just really they're tending to be a golden creel. Uh, there's some tells in the wings 
Um, maybe another time when Alyssa is available, she could speak to that more clearly. Um, but uh, just think more muted is, are the cream leg bars and more colorful are the golden creels. And then as far as the age goes for cockerel versus cock and pullet versus hen, what are the ages we go by? One year. One year is the uh, standard for the, the distinction between the immature, i.e. cockerel or pullet, versus the mature hen and cock. Does anyone know anything different? Because that's what I've understood and, and, and read in terms of dealing with APA stuff. No, I was just clarifying um, because there is sometimes and um, that was a poor and it's referred to as verifying that show, you know, for the show. Right. I guess in terms of other clarifications, I just wanted to reiterate that um, pretty soon we'll have, probably in the next week, the entry forms ready. So I think ready. that's all the questions I have. I don't know if anyone else has any questions that they would anticipate others might have. Well, this is Heather. I actually have a question still regards to the color. Um, now, you're saying with the, the females, you know, the more, you know, if they've got the more golden, they're going to be golden creel. But I've got a pullet, for instance, who is cream at the base of her hackles, but you go up and she's a little more yellow. Are we going to call that, you know, cream or are we going to call that creel? That, to me, Heather, is a, a split that's probably split for golden cream. And in that case, we would uh -huh. fall in the category of golden krell. Okay. Heather? I'm just a little confused because she is very cream at, you know, the first half of her hackles. <laughs> Heather, this is okay. Jane. Um, I would hi, take Jane. a look at, hi. I would take a look at her body, and if the body is looking more golden brown, she's a golden creel. There is, um, I'm kind of at a loss for the words right now, but like a cinnamon color that comes in. And if they have uh, an excess of that, a, a cream leg bar can look a little more colorful in the hackles. But the body really should be um, more of a gray or taupey color. You shouldn't see those kind of gold burnishes across it. Right, and that's what she has. She has the more. <coughs> Are you still there? Somebody. I think we. I think we might have lost her. Yeah, you just lose me. I'm back on now, though. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Is Heather still online? I think it's Heather John Achaeus. No, the person that just called in is Sarah. I got dropped. Oh, okay. 
Um, I agree, Tony. I think we lost Heather. Um, Sarah, do do we want to just let people know where they can get their forms when they're ready? Um, can you guys hear me now? I hear you fine. Okay. I can hear you. So this is Jane. I just wanted to, maybe if we're sort of at the close of the discussion, um, remind people that the submittal period is October 15th through February 15th. Start taking your pictures. Um, we'll be working um, pretty soon. We'll have a link so you can um, enter your birds and their photos through the Facebook pages and the website. We'll also do an email blast to provide those links. The pictures need taken during that time frame, do they not, the four months? That's correct, October 15th okay. through February 15th. Yeah. And the deadline is February 15th. Okay. Yeah. Since we've expanded out the time frame for show submittals, uh, we've dropped the, uh, the option of within two months of the show time. Got that yeah. part. Mm -hmm. So out of curiosity, because I'm in Texas and I really don't know what a real winter is like. Um, so I know birds molt at this time, which is kind of insane for the northern regions. So is there, so birds would still be January and February where they would be in good condition, I guess? They should have grown out their feathers by then. Okay, right. so that's why. Right now. Right now, my birds have molted. They're 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 probably sitting right at their prime now. Uh, it's just going to go downhill for me from here on through the rest of the winter. Just so you get an idea, because where where you live makes a difference to when the birds molt. Correct. I mean, I'm here in Texas. I got feathers everywhere. Some birds are complete, and some are half and half. But for me, photos in January and February are not an issue. Uh, I'm thinking about up north. Um, I don't know when the best time to get photos for those guys are. For, for those of us up north here in the northern tiers or in the really Arctic area like I am, right now for the next two weeks is when you want to take your pictures because it, it's just going to get worse for us. That was one of the reasons we looked at expanding it was so that those of us up north here could get it. And then on the other end, so you guys down south wouldn't be taking them during a period when they're they're not quite prime. Oh, okay. Any other questions or comments or thoughts for the uh, roundtable discussion? Okay. Well, I would like to thank everyone for joining us. I'd like to thank Heather for joining us while she was with us for a while. She had a great question. And I uh, look forward to everyone submitting pictures for the show, compiling them so we can uh, get to work judging them. Uh, Thank you again for everyone. Please have a great weekend. And board members, um, for those who are up for election and so forth like that, please interface with, I think, Kesslin, who's kind of nominating person or something like that, so we can, we need to get votes out to uh, select people for positions. And uh, enjoyed with working everyone. I hope to continue to enjoy working with everyone as we go forward. So. Everyone have a great weekend and thank you for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.